Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. We are here to talk about the top six worst decisions in the history of the challenge. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, please subscribe, like the video. If you're watching this on YouTube, because we, we suddenly have more uh, people watching the YouTube videos than we did before. That's the whole, only reason that I'm mention, mentioning this. Uh, so we would appreciate if you subscribed, if you liked it. There's also a podcast version of this, if you're not aware of it. This is uh, the beginning of our off-season content. Uh, we released another public episode last week on uh, the first part of the Duel 2 recaps of episodes one through. I'm not sure when that ep- episode was filmed a while ago, but that is available to you there. Uh, if you would like to become a patron member and listen to more bonus content, a lot of the bonus content is geared to uh, stuff like this uh, or, or content like this, top whatever uh, we've did, done top, what have we done? Top seasons, worst seasons, uh, most overrated players. Uh, Biggest busts. Best, best female, female and male competitors. Like best eliminations. Like yeah, we've done a lot of that. We, we'll probably re- I actually think we should redux a couple of those, like the seasons and competitors ones coming up I think we, too. I, I think we've done top theme songs too. I yes. think we do top intros, yes. Yeah, we did top intros. So we've done a lot, right? There, there's a large library of content that if you become a patron, uh, you can go and have access to. And you can go to patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles and subscribe for $4 per month. We'll also leave a link in the description below for you to be able to follow. And with that, we are about to cover. Oh, and I guess I should say you also get the all-stars recaps. I was uh, going to say it if you didn't. There it is. Yeah. So that's kind of bearing the lead. That's one of the main reasons that people do it. Um we are about to talk about uh, top six busts, or not busts, uh, top, uh, top six worst moves in the history of the show. I had more fun doing this than I thought it would be. This was actually uh, very enjoyable. I put a message out on Discord last night, or our Discord, for input on what, what should be considered, right? What should be in contention? I didn't really have to do much research beyond that. I think I looked at like a couple other things beyond that, but people on discord were so much help that like, I didn't really need to look anywhere else. So I wanted to give credit to Greg, Eduardo Londa, Maud Wong, JW Rizzle and Chalmers. Thanks guys. Like, I mean, you like, but I feel like between the people on discord, 99.999% of challenge related questions can be answered. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, I will say this before we get into this list. I excluded anything after Dirty 30 because the whole list would have been um, those seasons. You know, like there was a lot of really <laughs> dumb moves. So I decided to just go more like towards the classic content because so it's low hanging fruit to say no one throwing in CT on Spies, Lies, and Allies. Like that's just low hanging fruit. So, so, so if, if this is your first time listening to one of these top six episodes, th- this is how it's going to go. Trace is going to give some scorching hot takes with his pick. Rob is going to give some like super like new uh, season picks that most people haven't thought of before. And I'm going to give some picks from older seasons. And I, I feel it's like crazy, it, Devin is just going to steal the picks from Discord, it, it seems. Uh, no. Well, I mean, they pretty much named everything, right? Yeah, like, I'm sure they did. I had a lot of stuff on my list that um, they didn't. And I'm very excited to talk about it. Yeah, a couple... 
They, a couple of things that I operated off of, just real quickly at least. Number one, I excluded anything where the person wasn't trying, like their goal in that move wasn't to optimize winning. It was something else. So like Nelson putting himself in against Corey or putting himself in for Corey, I should say, for example, I excluded that because he wasn't like his goal was to save his friend, not to win the season. Yep. Um, I also, I tried to mainly base it on how much this negatively impact the person's chances of winning the season. Yes. Because I think some people did some stuff that's indefensible, but it didn't, like, kill their chances of winning. So, right. like, on World of the Worlds 1, Georgia makes an alliance with Wes and then breaks it, like, six minutes later and says she doesn't want to do it anymore. And she just gets herself thrown into elimination for literally no reason. That's – there's no reason to do that, but it didn't, like, kill her chances of winning. Um, and then similarly, like, Jordan at one point on uh, Total Madness tells Toy to threaten D – into like putting her into elimination saying that uh, Tori and Jordan won War of the Worlds 2 for her, which was, again was also a moronic move. But again, that didn't completely kill their chances of winning. That was just really dumb. Correct. No, I completely agree. I, I think that's kind of what I kept in mind too when it came to the order. I, I probably had, I don't know, 10 plus, maybe somewhere around there. And I think that's definitely what the distinguishing factor was, was how much did this, there were moves that some of these moves that severely impacted in an appreciable way this person or group of people's chance to win, right? Where some of these other moves were terrible moves that shouldn't have been done, but they really didn't impact their chances to win in the same way, right? Um, I think we should probably leave the honorable mentions until the end. And I guess we should also say this may be a two-part episode. So right now we're probably... I don't know. We're a few minutes in. We want to leave. We want to give this a chance to breathe. So we may do, I don't know, one through four right now. Uh, one through three. We'll, we'll see how long this goes, but we may do this in two parts. Let's leave the honorable mentions for the end. So we don't, uh, I guess, kind of give anything away uh, before we get into I'm it. With that. Uh, Trace, I feel like you normally start this. Would you like okay. to go with your number six pick first? My number six pick is the challengers not putting Casey in elimination on the ruins when they had the chance. I run on my list. Uh, this is on my list. Let me number these out uh, so I can see exactly where it is. So this was in uh, my honorable mentions. Okay. It's higher on my list. So we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll, we'll discuss my reasoning when we get to it then. So Rob, you're up number six. Okay, my number six is Theo and Georgia not joining the U.S. team when they had the chance on World of Worlds 2. So this is one that I don't know if people talk about a lot. But if you go back to at that time on World of Worlds 2, the way this season was set up was that the numbers were heavily favored in the opposing alliance from Theo and Georgia's perspective on the U.K. team at the time. But on the U.S. team, there was it was probably like, I would say five to six with Turbo and Leo, uh, Leroy throw, like, kind of floating in the middle. And with a double elimination, they were very much in working in tandem that season. They're like best friends outside of the show. So they had a chance to flip from the UK team to the US team. And if they do that, they actually swing the numbers in their alliance's favor on one of the teams, which to that point of the season was just not going to happen. Yeah. If you look at the US team at that point, you have on their alliance, Jordan, Nani, Zach, Tori, and Josh. Then on the opposing alliance on the U.S. team, you have Polly, Cam, Kara, and Ninja, and Ashley. And uh, Leroy and Turbo are still kind of floating in the middle at the time. They have allegiances to both sides. 
So if they flip over to the U.S. team, that gives the numbers to their alliance on the U.S. team, and they can actually keep themselves out of elimination for a while versus going back to the U.K. team, and then they both just get thrown in repeatedly. Who was actively throwing missions to get them thrown in. Yeah, they they were just like, get rid of, we want to get rid of them at that point. And at that point, too, like team quality almost didn't matter because the votes were just going to go whichever way they were going to go, regardless of who was winning the missions. Yep, that's a good pick. It's a solid Uh, pick. Yeah, I think think that's a very good pick. And I mean... I think this kind of like bears out to the preface that we gave to this, right? Uh, you're going to pick some newer ones. like, And I think kind of what Trace said bears out too that, I mean, in the last four or five seasons, we, we could, we could come up with like a top 50 of the, of the last four or five seasons. There's so much that, that, that we could go on about. I mean, just in uh, spies, lies and allies this season, the rookies not baining together to put in the, the veterans. Anybody. I don't blame them as much for that. I mean, say that again. I don't blame them as much for that. Like, I just think it's so hard to pull off. What do you mean? The veterans did it? They literally yeah, could the have in each other. But the veterans, here's the thing. Like, when people start, when every single person that goes in a rookie one after another, like, how many, how many times do you have to get hit over the head, like, beaten over the head before you think, well, okay, I, maybe I should do something about well, it? But at that point, they didn't really have the numbers. Then. They, I, I don't, they, I don't they had the numbers for a long time. That's how much of an advantage. They, they had four episodes where they could have swung the other direction on the House vote, and they chose not to, at and least, that was stupid. At least four. And then you have people, the, the, the thing that was crazy about, and this is the last, like, we're going to cut ourselves off on Spies Like yeah. Like we should have, we should have like an hourglass for spies, lies, and allies. And whenever we start talking about <laughs> it, we flip it over. It. <laughs> and when they stop, flipping it back over. We should just have a quota. But the craziest part about it is that people were actively throwing themselves in, right? That, that, yeah, like that's what stupid, Jer- stupid, Jeremiah stupid. pretty much did. It, it was just crazy. Wow. All right, enough with spies, lies, and allies. I think that's a very good pick, Rob. Uh, my number six pick. I'm guessing this will be higher on everyone else's. Uh, list. Actually, I don't know. Well, last night when I sent a message out to the two of you, I said that I think our picks are going to be all over the board, right? Like, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if there's very, very little to no overlap uh, of our of our six picks, but there already is to some extent since Casey not being thrown in by the challengers on the ruins was is on both of your lists. But my number six pick was Jordan flipping over all of the cards in free agents. Is this on? Yeah, TV? it's not no, on mine. It's not on mine. I had I thought Talking. about putting it on a lot. I, the one thing I guess I would say is I'm not sure he's really trying to win the season with that play as much as just to like make a TV moment. It's still absolutely moronic, though. I think he's still I think he's still trying to win the season because I think in his mind, right? You have to get in the mind of Jordan for this, which I oh, know is very difficult to do, very challenging, and probably extremely uncomfortable. But if you're able to do that and accomplish that. You have to realize that in Jordan's mind, he thinks he can't be beat. He thinks he's LeBron. He thinks that he's the best player on the court and no one can compete with him. And what makes this move so indefensible and so reprehensible is that Jordan saw what the elimination was before he actually did this. Yeah, right? that's what it should have been done before on that season. It's not like it was something new, like that. You, oh, you just guess it's a climb goal. We know what it is. He knows. He knows he will need functionality of both of his hands to be able to do this i think at a certain point he just succumbed to peer pressure right because there were a lot of people in the house that just really wanted wanted him to do this and i think from the perspective perspective well one because it's super fun to watch right it's super entertaining like everyone's going to remember this and then two from the perspective of the men in the house this pretty much guarantees that a really strong competitor will go home 
Yep. Right, Johnny or Jordan will be gone from the game if this happens. Yep. So I thought this uh, absolute absolute principle. Uh, he should not have done this, and this uh, eliminated him from the game. Um, where? So was this in your honorable mentions for either of you? It was. Yeah, it was in my. It wasn't mine. I. Yeah, it, it's it's really dumb. It's just also like he doesn't <laughs> have to be the one to eliminate Johnny. Like somebody else can do it, and he still reaps all the benefits of that. Yeah, correct. Because Johnny is already in elimination. Right. Yeah. Yep. He doesn't. He Johnny still can go home. Um, like if Johnny goes up against Leroy in this, what's the odds on that? Oof. Like Either he, one. It's fifty-fifty. I think, I think Leroy, Leroy beats, beats him. Leroy's taller. Leroy's probably Leroy's stronger at that time. He's he's a. I would say Leroy's a slight favorite. I don't. I don't think there is a significant difference uh, between the probabilities, but like slight edge Leroy. You know, like I mean, but Leroy has a much better shot of beating him than Jordan does in this. Correct. Yes, yes. of course. But, but I mean, when you look at the time that Jordan went home, right? Jordan went home in episode seven. So a little bit earlier in the season than I remembered him, th- this actually happening. Yep. But when you look at the people that went home after Jordan, right? The number of people that actually could have been competitive in a final, right? With Jordan are a very small amount of people, right? So you have Preston, who you would be, Kahara, who you would be, Leroy, who you would probably be, CT, which those are like two of the greatest finals competitors of all time. Uh, Zach, who whatever He's you want to say in that about, final, he beats he beats Zach. Whatever whatever you want to say about Zach, uh, Johnny Riley, who he would beat, and then Johnny Bananas, right? So there are two people uh, who would have as good of a chance or better than Jordan to win the final. So at that point, I mean, I think he that that's what makes it difficult for me. The, the people that are left in the game and the fact that he knew what the elimination game was going to be, right? He, he knew that this is something he wasn't going to be good at. My thing is, too, if he thinks, if you're right, he thinks he just can't be beat, just beat him in a final then. Why do you need to beat him now? I, I think it's one of those situations where the narrative got away from him, right? I, I, yeah, yeah, it is. They gaslit him and his head was all filled up with how awesome it would be and everybody was in favor of it. And when you've got that much pressure on you, regardless of what the elimination is, he would have looked like, I think in his mind, and it, pardon my French to some of the people here, I think he felt like he would have been viewed as a pussy if he didn't do it after Correct. talking it up so high. I, I completely agree. I, I think he thought he would have looked like a coward, right? Yeah. For, for talking it up that much I mean, and backing down. He intentionally loses that mission to set that up. Like he, he does a lot of things. He get Johnny Riley wins, who's one of his best friends in the house. Like he does a bunch of different stuff to try to get that set up. Yep. And it, it was bad, 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 bad for Jordan. <laughs> yeah. And I think if you asked him now, I, I think Jordan has become a, a better player, right? I don't think anyone would. I, I don't know, man. That. I do. I, I, so I still, I think he, he still does some really dumb shit, but he doesn't do anything on that level. Right. Like, he doesn't like do anything remotely close to that. I'm I'm really interested to see if in All Stars three, if Mark Long is able to like take him under his wing and kind How of. How would he want to? Not, not to be on his on the same alliance, but kind of just talk with them and just kind of give him some. No, see, I think Mark Long is going to be lighting, gaslighting Jordan all the way up. He's like, <laughs> "Yeah, Jordan, throw yourself in elimination. No, yeah, I mean, in a row. No, don't be in the final. That's probably going to happen, right? Like, I mean, but I I mean, I I, I hope in some way that he can he can help him. Uh, in a way that kind of like makes Jordan's long-term future better off, but Mark Long uh, still maximizes his uh, his earnings in All Stars. Yeah. So, all right, that was my number six pick. Back Trace to and me. Bob each gave their number five pick. Trace, what is your number four pick? 
This is my number five. Five pick. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting one, so you have to go with me for a second. Here we go. The, the first uh, Trace Armstrong scorching hot take um, of the day. Camilla letting Brad draft her team on cutthroat with all of his friends, therefore putting her at the bottom of the alliance on her team, even though she had complete control over the picks for the red team. I don't think that's a bad pick. I think that's okay. I just don't know what she does that puts her in a great spot there. You don't let Brad do all the drafting. I mean, he drafted his rookies. Well, no, no, no. What you do is, is you draft somebody like a Johnny bananas or you draft Abe and then you, you, but the thing was, is because she let Brad make her picks after that, basically he drafted Tori, he drafted Paula, he drafted Melinda, he drafted Tyler. Like he went down and basically insulated himself from ever going in. And the only two rookies are him and are her and Brandon. So they immediately become the red team scapegoats and all she, and, and the rule stated that she had to say the pick, like Brad was whispering to her who to pick. So by her letting Brad pick the team for her, she doomed herself to not win completely. I think, I think the issue is, and I think Rob touched on it is that it, in this era of the show, at this point in the show, if you're a rookie, you're screwed, right? Yeah. You, you're most likely going in and it makes it very difficult for you to be able to overcome that. Yeah, so I think her only move that would have been draft bananas, hook up with him, and then have have him draft the team, but make sure she she's on the good side of things. It's like it would have been her only play. Well, basically, the red team would have looked a lot like the blue team then, because he would have drafted That's not great either. Teresa. He would have drafted Derek, but he would never he, have he allowed himself close at that point. But here's the thing: the only reason the blue team got stuck with Big Easy was because they drafted last, and he was the last person jumped onto the blue team. So. That's the thing with cutthroat is because it wasn't a snake draft and it was always red team picks first, they would have been able to pick every best player every round. Yeah. We limited this to cast decision, but that's an all time worst production decision. It's not, not having that draft serpentine at all. Yeah. So anyway, I, I think it was bad because it, it, she was, she already had a tough road to hoe as a rookie to try to win. This completely obliterated her chances of getting very far. The other difficult part about this is that it's also kind of, you're also trying to, I guess, position that she should have known the relationships of Brad, right? And the other people on the cast. And I feel like that's kind of asking a lot um, because this is her first season, right? This is her first season. She grew up in Brazil. I can't imagine she had seen much of the show before. Yeah. She had been on spring break challenge prior to this. Are we going to have to cover that? No. I, I would rather cover that than some of the bullshit that we well, have. I'd rather probably cover it than Final Reckoning, that's for sure. But no, so, I mean, Final Reckoning will be fun to talk about. She has, no, she has no idea who these people are. She, she's never met any of these people. Or she, is, who, are, who are the people that were on Spring Break Challenge that she met? Rachel Robinson, Susie. Uh, uh, I don't remember who the male cast members were. It's like Landon, Wes, Evan is there. Paul is there. She's commentating. Yeah, so I don't. It's no one they, that was on Cutthroat. Like she was the only funny, person yeah. from Spring Break Challenge that showed up to Cutthroat. It's Paula and Paul. Paula, I guess, is the play-by-play with Evan. But yeah, neither right. of those guys are on it. Yeah. Either way, it's most mostly on production. But man, it was a bad decision for her to pick Brad, and it bit her in the ass. All right. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I don't think that was too scorching hot of a take. Uh, you guys, I don't know. You guys may think my number five is pretty scorching hot, but I think when. Uh, we operate from the perspective of what Rob touched on at the beginning of the episode, like 
how much does this actually impact your chance to win the game? Uh, you may see what I'm talking about. All right, Rob, your number five pick. My number five was the challenger is not going to get Casey and to a lesser extent, Danny, when they had the chance to win the Ruins. All right, there let's talk about this now. So this was it in just my makes honor. No sense. Like, it just <laughs> flatly makes no sense not to vote her in. Yeah, this, this was in my honor, honorable mention. This was six for Trace. Uh, terrible move. Absolutely reprehensible. I think this is what happens when you have a, a Danny Jameson-led team uh, as the captain. <laughs> I think you get some just comically bad decisions. There was no reason that they should have held on to Casey. Uh, Zero. Zero reason. And the only reason they did it, and I've been able to confirm it a little further, and we touched on it briefly in our Ruins recap. For those of you that are Patreons, you can listen to it now. Um, essentially, Brad and Danny had some deals with the other team, and the other team basically said, hey, you got to leave Casey. And so that's why she stayed, but it ruined every single challenger's chance to win this season by Casey sticking around it. The vets won every single challenge after that. And it's mostly because Casey sucked. Or even just our chance of obtaining power through these missions. They're just such at the mercy of the champions team throughout this whole season. Yep. This was the turning point where the vet route was officially on. Once they did not try to get rid of Casey, this season was officially over at that yeah, point. I, I, th- I think there are a couple bad decisions on the ruins. Like I think, the people on the more outskirts of the alliance on the ruins, like Cyrus and you know Veronica to a lesser degree, they probably should have seen what Wes was up to and maybe assisted him what he was doing. Yeah, uh, there's a, there's a lot of bad. This is this is the worst one to me. Though. Well, the problem Again, with- it's complicated so because of the what you said about Brad, and then it's heavily reported that he did have an alliance with the Evan led alliance on the ruins. But it's it's just it's just more. It's, I still think it's just it's so bad. Like there's I mean- a point where. You know, we've talked about this with uh, some of the recent seasons. An alliance only works if it benefits both parties. This decision benefits See? no one but the vets. Like, what about, did he cut into the money? Huh? Well, I don't know if we, if, 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 he asked if Brad was getting cut into the money. I don't think we know. I don't think, I don't think but, we know so, that. Well, then what was his incentive to do it? Well, the, the, to stay safe so that they don't throw him in, basically. Correct. I mean, that's it. I guess. And so if, at that point, do, let, let's ask, does that benefit Brad, right? Because I think he might be able to make an argument that this does benefit Brad, because if Brad makes it to the end with a skeleton crew, right? So if Brad is on, if somehow makes it to the end with Sarah, Sarah and Kellyanne, with Kellyanne, that's a pretty good team, yeah. right? Like that, that team can actually win. And so if that was his goal was to just be able to kind of get to the final, get to the final, and who knows if Evan and Kenny will actually stay true to their word with Brad. I would like to, I think that they probably would. I don't, I don't feel very confident. But he still has to go in though. Correct. Yeah. He yeah. would have had to go in and get somebody in the final. He would have had to go in against somebody because like, but by the time we get to the last eliminations, there is no male elimination because there's what? nobody left on the challengers team. So he would have had to go in against like Johnny or Brad. Derek, you're saying oh, no, Derek just, wasn't going in, they already well, had made Johnny, that pretty clear. John, well, if we're in this hypothetical situation, we're assuming Darrell is on the cast too, so it's probably Johnny or Darrell. Uh, why don't you, why don't you think Derek would have gone in? Because I think Derek they had the handshake because he was the only person on the cast with a kid, and so they kind of had a handshake with him, like, hey, I'll vote how you want me to, but I'm here to make money for my wife and kids, so like keep me as far away from eliminations as possible because there was no whisper ever of Derek going in. They, they had Derek higher in the Alliance chain than Johnny, surprisingly. But and then 
Yeah, so I think it would have been Johnny or Derek. Rob, move back towards the middle of the screen. Yeah, there's so many incomprehensible decisions on the ruins from just the challenger's perspective. I mean, you can also, you know, make the question of was, you know, Evelyn's decision to throw the elimination against Kellyanne a stupid decision. There's a lot of just like, what the hell on that season in some cases. Well, I think the Evelyn decision falls back on she clearly wasn't trying to optimize her chances. Yeah. Still a dumb move, but hey, if you want to keep your friend there, then you succeeded. She got to the final. She had won her money, apparently. Um, Yeah, I I think, yeah, I I guess you could make some argument for Brad, but the thing is, he's also only one of six people voting at this point. So there's still plenty of other people there. Like Danny doesn't necessarily have that deal. These other people on the team don't necessarily have that deal. Brad could vote another way and everybody else voted in Casey. Like, I don't know why. Isn't Danny like eliminated the next week? Yeah, against Cyrus, yeah, so I think. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't or Darrell, Darrell, Darrell beat him. Yeah, so I, I, I think this is pretty indefensible for the majority of the people involved. Yep, I think it's just fault them. Fall, I really think it's just them falling back on all rookies have to go in and not realizing what the opportunity they have. True, true, true. Okay. All right, so that was Rob's number five pick. I think that's a very good pick. Uh, to this point, I feel like we haven't had any. I mean, there's just so many bad moves, right? Like. There's so many bad moves that severely impact people's probability to win the game that, I, I don't know, this may be one of the ones where we throw one out there and no one really uh, puts out the, that much of an argument. My number five pick, th- this was the one that I, I think initially both of you are going to be like, why did you pick this? Well, I don't know. You tell me. So my number five pick was real world waiting too long to take the penalty in the final in gauntlet one. Uh, so to set the stage for everyone, uh, Real World is against Road Rules in the final uh, of Gauntlet 1. Coral, before the final even begins, gets bit by a spider. <laughs> and I believe that, that Mo- Mosley is still with us at this point. Uh, Mosley, I think, makes clear that if one of the members of your team cannot com- complete the final, you can take a penalty. Uh, I don't remember what that exact number was. It was like a five-minute penalty. I, th- I want to. It was. I, it, I, it was I, not I, significant. It was not significant. They should have cut her way faster than they immediately. Did. Because to I, if, for people that haven't seen this in a while, Coral couldn't even move. Right? She eventually had to be evacuated from the game. They're right? like trying to carry her. Like it's just not going to work. And this she, is also the era where everybody split money. Like just tell Coral, hey, don't run the final. We'll still cut you your share. Like this is so easy to do. And what makes this so uh, glaringly of a bad move? is that they barely lost, right? I, I want to say that they were both working on the puzzle at the same time. Road Rules finishes the puzzle and they win. I may have some of the details wrong about this uh, from my memory of it, but it was very clear that if they would have just kicked Coral to the curb early they on, win. they win, right? Yeah. And and that's kind of what... How, that was that, That's kind of the general way that I kind of guided my order of these worst decisions, right? This is one decision you can make and this vastly increases your probability to win money in the game, right? And it comes down to one decision, too. All you have to do is kick her to the curb. Road Rules has way more competitors than real world, right? I mean, there were probably, what, eight people that won money on that season for Road Rules? A lot of people. And there's, like, what, four left on real world once they kick Coral out? Yeah, I mean, here, let's look at this real quick. I think I have it up right now. Um, there are... After Coral leaves, there are one, two, three, four people on real world. All of them pretty good, or I would say good competitors for the day, right? You have Alton, you have The Miz, 
Nathan, and Norman, right? All of those people that are functional in a final at this point in time. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people that went on road rules. <sighs> yeah, and this there were some one anchors of, on that team too, like some real anchors. And I feel like on for a lot of a lot of finals, when it's teams, like certain finals will be situated where it's more advantageous to have more people, and certain will be less. This was definitely a final where it was more advantageous to have fewer. There was no like, oh, we have to move this hundred pound object and have everybody help carry it. Like, yeah, and let's also not forget. I know we're going back to the ruins, but like, if Kellyanne could have just walked a balance beam faster, she and Sarah win that final. Yeah, I guess my one thing was I was I looked at mostly political and strategic decisions. I didn't look at like in the moment type decisions as much. Like I think, for example, Natalie just not following directions on the final reckoning final and getting lost and running into the Lion Center wherever she ran, which could have just turned and they would have won the season. Like I think that's another very obvious one of, of those types of ones. Yeah, I mean that that's a big one. Uh Gosh, right. we would have had to hear Polly gloat about being a challenge champion. God, I'm glad that didn't happen. Wrong. They would have let him, maybe let him hang around on a couple more seasons. Oh, sorry. I know. I keep shuffling. <laughs> All right. That was my number five pick. Now we're back to Trace for his number four pick. Trace. All right. It looks like we're going to do this in two parts because there's no way we're getting through this list. Yeah. So let's make, uh, let's see if we get one or two more picks in. So. Mine is Dario chest bumping his brother in a tug of war elimination on Battle of the Bloodlines and then throwing him off balance, which ultimately cost them the win. Yeah, I thought you were going Dario and not putting in Johnny, Sarah, and Vinny. Uh, no, that was a smart move in my opinion. I don't care what anybody says. That was a smart move on Dario's part. Uh, we'll get to that when we cover Rivals 3. But yeah, no, him chest bumping his brother before they've won the elimination and throwing him off balance cost them the elimination win. And that's a season where they had a legit shot to win because the cast was so poor. Like that was just so freaking stupid. I, I don't know, man. I don't know if they really had that great of a shot of winning. Well, that I, definitely it, ruined their chance so, of winning. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it. dumb. Like, let me get all fired up and chest bump you before TJ blows the horn in the middle of an elimination. They cut to TJ and TJ's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like it was just incomprehensible. Now, what, what Rob said about them not having a good chance to win the season is the reason this is not in my top six. This is is in my honorable mentions. This is one of the dumbest moves. Like when you take away like probability to win and chances to win the season, this is one of the dumbest moves, not only on the show, but like in my entire life that I've ever seen. Right. This this is, this is the reason reality TV exists, right? You can't make this shit up, you know, like, (laughs) He literally, like, it's not over. He goes out there, chest. He's about to win. That's the other. Literally about to win. This far from winning. I don't don't know if he's, I don't know if he said that yet. Like, he's going to win. He's about to pull Mitch over. He goes chest bumps Rafi, knocks him off his balance, and then they lose. It's like, what the fuck? Is that bad? It's bad. If this just kind of feels like to me, do you remember when Dwayne Rudd threw his helmet? Um, on that field goal attempt against the Chiefs, and yeah. like they got, yeah, and they got the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, and they could take take another field goal. That's sort of the equivalent of this to me, but it's it's about as brainless as you can get. Yep, nothing more needs to be said. Just go watch the clip on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It is just incomprehensible that I feel this like occurred. Forgotten about this too. I don't even remember it. Just Mitch like tripping up on his own feet, and then Dario chest bumping Rafi. Uh, 
into elimination. I had, I think I had this in one of my top eliminations, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You I was did. like number four or five for you. I yeah. I thought it was incredible because I mean, that was when we did top six eliminations, I went back and rewatched a lot of them. And I, when I rewatched this one, I couldn't believe how good it was. Right. I was like, I, could, I can't believe like, I don't like think about this more often. It's just Who would have very- thought that Mitch versus Rafi would be in your top six. And that's probably why ever. it is. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, number four for Rob. All right, four for me. I have CT and DM not putting in Johnny and Camilla against Kindly on Battle of This is higher on my list. Okay. Pretty dumb. It's in my honorable mentions. All right, we can go on to Devin. All right, my number four, and I will give uh, Chalmers credit for this on Discord. I don't think either of you will. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe one of you will have it on your list. I didn't really think about it, but this is like a all time stupid decision. And it's a, a little, very little thing, right? Very small. It is Landon going to grab the pins in duel two when they decide who to vote in for elimination. Yeah. In the final, th- this is, this is what will be the final elimination before the final, right? One, one more male will go home and to set the stage for everyone, because this is, I guess, vague enough that a lot of people might be like, what the fuck are they talking about? It comes down to Landon, Brad, Mark Long, and Evan. Two of those people will have to go into uh, a duel. The, duel, the last duel before the final. And Landon goes, why don't we just all write a name down on a piece of paper, throw it in a hat. Whoever gets the most votes has to go in. He goes, I'll go get the paper. When Landon goes to get the paper... Evan looks around at everyone and was like, Landon? Yeah, should we vote for Landon? Everyone's like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's, let's do it. Do it. Because it's not them. Yeah. Landon comes yeah. back. All three votes come back, Landon. Landon goes in. He faces Brad in elimination. in one of the best eliminations of all time and nearly loses to, to Brad. And this is in a situation where Landon most likely wins that final. Oh, yeah. Correct? If he gets there, yeah. He, he probably smokes everyone. And yeah. so I think that is part of the reason why I think this is one of the worst decisions in the history of the show. The one part that I, I will concede is who knows who actually gets voted in there. Uh, the one reason I don't think it's Landon is that he's probably also the best person at eliminations left in the game, even though that this is a very strong group of competitors. This is probably the strong. This, this might be the strongest final four of male competitors we've ever had. Yeah, I, I still kind of think he gets voted in there. I you see. That's the only reason it's in my honorable mentions, Devin, is I think that the alliance of Brad, Mark, and Evan was rock solid. And I think whether he left the room or not, that's probably who they were putting down anyway. So, I mean, I think the Evan gesturing at Landon was more of like, that's what we're doing, right? Than it was a, let's do Landon. So that's the... That's the only reason I didn't put it in my top six, but it was a dumb decision because Landon just made it easier for them to do it. Do you think it's voted in there? I, I have no idea. I don't uh, think we'll ever I, know. I don't, I don't well, and, we I, also, and we also have know that Mark, Brad, and Evan were splitting the money. In that I, also, so. I also don't necessarily think uh, that Evan saying Landon was him kind of confirming with everyone something else that they had agreed upon before. I think that was kind of him bringing it up. Maybe they had talked about it a little bit, but I think 
Yeah, I, I mean, you, some, I, I, I could easily be convinced that this isn't in the top six, right? Like, I don't, I, I, this was more so me just wanting us to talk about this yeah. because I think this is a really great moment too. So really, like, we, I could, I could easily be convinced to put in case the the challengers not throwing in Casey in the ruins over this moment. I think this is generally this the same tier, I guess. Um, yeah, honestly, five and six might be. Number five, the number five one that uh, we just talked about for me about real world not taking the penalty probably should be higher because at that point they're in the final. This is one decision that they can make to win money and actually win the game. Um, one of another, another great reality TV moment. I'll say that it is, it is, and it's still a dumb decision. Like, I don't dispute it being in the top six. That's just my reasoning for why it's not, is I think he was probably going to get voted in either way because you got to take the shot if you can. So, yeah, yeah, I just remember throughout that season, it seemed like he was a bit more on the outside of that group. He was just winning all the time. I mean, how many missions doesn't mean to win that season? I don't necessarily three or four. Yeah. Like, because I, I, like, who who do you think? Do you think Brad gets voted in? I I have a hard time seeing that. Well, we know Mark Long wasn't getting voted in. So, I think, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's possible. Evan, maybe? No, I think it's possible that it's Brad because he's the weakest competitor at that point. Yeah, right? of the you four. Know, I think Mark's weaker than Brad at that point. I don't yeah, but Mark's Mark not getting Brad. voted in. That's the thing. Like, they're not voting in Mark Long. Rob, I want you to go on a season and bring up the idea uh, that people vote in Mark Long. And I, I want you to see how that goes. I'm actually on a season <laughs> with Mark Long. I, I know. I, I want to see that. And All I wanna, stars versus fans. Rob McIntyre, first cast member. The first map cast member gone home. That, that's pretty much <laughs> like that's what happens. Like if you bring up if you bring up Mark Long's name, you go home, right? We like ne- some we assassin just comes well, behind you and slits your throat. I don't think you should always be voting. Kim. We, I, I think this is what I think this is what would happen. I think Rob, we would talk to Rob before the game, and he would uh, we'd gaslight him into it. No, he, would, he would talk about, he would, <laughs> talk about how he, he, he would talk about how he's going to throw in Mark Long. This is what he's going to do. This is his game plan. He goes, he goes on the show. He comes back. He's talking about how he's best friends with Mark Long. They had a deal <laughs> to split the money. Uh, he's going to go see him. Mark never sends him a check. A <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think you should always be putting in Mark Long. I just think. I know. I know. Yeah. I, I, I just think he's a, I think Brad's a better competitor. Like if I was Landon, I would have picked Mark instead of Brad. Uh, no, I would. Dude, he's just bigger. That's the thing. Mark Long's a big guy, and you but have to the remember, bigger, you have to remember he's in way better shape then than yeah. he's now on Wall Street. No, I know, but like it was, I, a lot of those eliminations weren't stilted just towards that. You have you have to remember, even when you look at for like the daily missions for that season, it's Landon and Mark Long that win the missions. Well, because right? Mark Long's paired with Rachel when he wins. Yeah, I know because he's really good. He is, but really he's good. paired with Rachel anytime he wins those missions. I think that's a lot due to her, not just him. Right, the third. Evan was paired with good people too. I mean, Evan with Paula and DM, but not Rachel. DM's good. She's Paula was good too for a while. Rachel's, Rachel's by far the best girl in this. Yeah. That's not a question. Uh, yeah, that's that's Brittany, for sure. Rachel Brittany's is by far the best. Too. I think Brittany's just hard to say because she was paired with Landon a lot, and she yep. just had that one scene. She is. She very was good, well protected. Rachel. Well protected. I, I think Rachel's like gets overlooked in a lot of these discussions. I think Rachel's a. Like, if Rachel had done more seasons, we might be talking about her as one of the better competitors. The problem is, is her early season, she's borderline trash. Yeah, uh, she doesn't get good until in front of it. Yep. So I think we should probably do... Let's, let's do, do one more. When, when, when do we... Let's talk about this. Let's do this live. When do we think we would be... Is there a time that we'd be reasonably confident that we could record this next? I could probably do it tonight. I could, too. 
I think All we right. should cut it off here, though. I think All it's right. so, natural. So let's we'll plan do, on tonight. We'll, so we'll we'll do this now. We're, we'll release this uh, after we record, and then we'll release the net the final two sometime tomorrow, right? Tonight or there tomorrow. we go. Oh, so so, are we doing? Are we doing one more? We start, I think we should cut it off now. Now let's do one more. Uh, do one more. Well, well see, we, we don't all have to do one more. We could do traces number three, right? Let's just see how far we get in the next eight minutes, and then we'll cut it off. And there's tons of honorable mentions, so we have tons of stuff we could talk about from honorable mentions for part two. So, uh, my number three, y'all probably gonna give me shit on this one, but I think it is one of the dumbest moves in the history of the show. The dual one. Evan letting West Jedi mind trick him into going into the duel against CT one on one. This was this was in my honorable mentions. This was like seventh for me. Why why don't you think we wouldn't be in favor of that? Because like eventually somebody was going to have to go one on one with CT, and it might have still had to be Evan at some point. But like the fact that West was able to be like, "Hey man, we had an agreement. I'll go against so and so, but you got to go against CT." And Evan was like, "All right, I guess I'm going to go against CT." Well, Evan learned from that lesson and never, <laughs> Evan did never never put himself in that situation again ever on the history of the uh, show. That's a, I mean, he went on Rebels one. He does put himself in against. Well, him. he had to go home, so he purposely he did it. He wasn't trying to win that season. He was just trying to hang around a while. Um, so yeah, yeah, that to me is just like, this is CT when CT is borderline psycho on the show, like can just really just amazing physical competitor, a- extremely aggressive. Like you don't want to go one-on-one with CT in anything on the duel. It, it and just, he elects to go in. It just was CT or Brad at that point too, right? Correct. So it was CT can- or Brad. He could have chosen Brad, and he probably beats Brad in this elimination. Probably. Uh, that's the Ascender yeah. elimination, right? For assuming they pick the same one. No, it's the... Uh, yeah, uh, the, 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 the tie off the rope and you do the puzzle. Yeah, I think it's close, but hadn't... Uh, I think it's close, but I would probably pick Evan, uh, to be honest. Uh, it, and I guess this is something that, for people that are newer viewers of the show, I still don't think that they fully grasp what CT used to be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> At this point in the show, CT is maybe the best physical competitor that has ever been on the show. And he right? doesn't win because of his own stupid decisions. Like it's not, some, or he gets kicked teams. off. Like he just, or he's on a bad team. Like yeah. Inferno one and two arguably should have won, but just bad final circumstances with bad teammates sunk it. Because yeah, Evan, I just I don't, I don't know like so if he does call out Brad even if he beats Brad I still don't think I mean West still probably wins that next mission because it's a swimming mission and he's going to see going to see but they don't know it's a swimming mission at the time like yeah. you you need to you're this close to the final your goal is to make the final you need to do whatever you can to get to the final going one on one against CT puts you your odds of making to the final way lower than if you go against Brad. Wes's Wes's path to victory here is one of the most gift wrapped uh, wins I've ever seen in my entire life. Right, because the next mission is a swimming mission, and then the final starts, starts with off, a sucker kick, which he has played soccer it, from the sound of it his whole life. Right, yeah, he's very good at that. He's he he's so he's not losing that next mission because he's by far the best swimmer, and unless Evan is some type type of soccer savant. That we're not aware of. I don't know. He's I don't know how much Canada. Soccer. He's definitely not, not much, playing hockey. Yeah, hockey. He played hockey. Canada. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to win that either. So this is pretty much gift wrap for West to win. But that being said, I agree with Trace. 
He didn't know any of that at the time. You can't take that into consideration. This is a terrible move. Absolutely awful. I, I still, I, I, my pushback is I just don't know how good his chances were of winning with other decisions he made. It doesn't matter. Though. That's the thing. Well, but like we said, this is about negatively impacting how good your chances are to win the season. So I think he, so in a final, right? Let, let, let's think about in, in a final setting. If Do you think he has a better chance to win a final than Brad? I do. I do. Uh, it's probably actually pretty much. even. I would say that Brad. I think he loses a CT or West in that final. I think no. I'm, I'm just talking about a final in general, not not final specifically. A general, well, yeah, any final at that time. So I, I think he has a slight edge over Brad. CT, I think he probably has an edge. Uh, this is when CT has an edge over CT in a final. Yeah, this is when CT still smoking and could like gas out potentially. I guess so. I mean, I don't know about that. Even with that, he's never other than uh, Battle of the X's. He's never gassed out. All right, so I think it's I think it's close, probably. Like, it's I, close. I, I would say that you would much rather go against CT in a final where you're not one on one physically competing against each other. You're racing. I would rather race CT than go against him in like a pole wrestle fair. or anything. Like I would much rather do that than a pole wrestle against CT. I think that's very fair. So, so I think I, I think it's close. Like I'll say that at the very least. I think it would be close between Wes, Evan, and CT, and then I think Brad is like a slight notch below those three. Um, okay. So I, I guess we're, I, I think we're agreeing. With that. We're right? all agreeing regardless. Saying, this was I mean, one of standing competitors. Like you're not, there's no, there's no fat on that. No, on that's that. a, that's a, that is a tough group of guys to talk about. Like, I don't know. A dual, that dual one top four versus the dual two top four, I think is an interesting question. This might be better. Uh, immediately after I said that that might be the best final four of all time. This is essentially okay. the same final four. This is if you take out Landon and Mark Long and you replace them with Wes and CT, right? Yeah, this one's better for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. So, physically yeah. at least from a physical perspective. So, All yeah. right. Stupid, 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 stupid decision. And it cost him. He might not have still won the season, but his odds went so far down when he made this decision. So let, let's end with that. So we finished with Trace's number three pick Rob and I will give our number three pick uh, on the part two, which we'll record tonight. This, I, this has been much more fun than I thought it would be. Yeah, so we, I, really? Why, why weren't you excited about this? That, my only issue with this, I, wanted, I wish I would have spent, had more time to like put into really research. Well, now you do because we're not going to be able to record to like eight 30 tonight. So yeah, we got plenty of time. Knock off my number three or number two. for some Add time. some honorable mentions. We got plenty of time to talk about them. For a lot of for a lot of the top sixes, I know a lot of people like listening to these. For a lot of the top sixes we do, I don't really enjoy them. Um, like I, I, I just think it's it's too much, right? Like I, I feel like I don't like there's like too much data and information to be able to like take into account to be able to have like a really informed opinion on this. Um, but what was I going to say? Well, we didn't close that. Yeah, I mean, oh, you were just saying I, you I liked remember... this one. This was enjoyable for you. Yeah, I remember what I was going to say. This was, uh, we put a vote out on this for Patreon yesterday. Uh, we gave a bunch of options for what we should cover for, for, for the public episode this week. We did this. Uh, like, what else did we do? Uh, we did Roast Dominant Wins. We had... Um, oh, I got it. So this was, this is what was number one. This one. Next was uh, Ideal Season Setup. And then I'm not sure what order the last two were, but it was top thrown missions and uh, most dominating wins. 
And so we'll do this again uh, sometime soon. Top Throne missions is going to take a lot of research for me because they're so. Really so. They're so. I many. think this is way more interesting than Top Throne decisions. I, I think the. Well, I think this is a more interesting topic. It's just going to take more time for me to research Top Six Throne missions. I think Top Throne missions is just let's look at CT's. Uh, just look at CT's whole sister. resume. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was also the overwhelming favorite uh, for us to talk about. So we'll, we'll, we'll do this again, and you can vote on this if you become a patron. And again, for the last time, if you want to do that, go to patreon.com slash challenge chronicles, $4 a month. Thank you for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you again t- uh, very soon.